Woo child. What's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of the Woo Child Chronicles podcast with your girl, Kibana Kiss. And today I have another member of my reflective family with me, Mr. Maddie King. Yeah, yeah. What's, What's up, boo? What's poppin', man? It's yes. Maddie King. It's me. In I'm his, here. In this bitch. Tell the people I'm gonna get who big you like you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tell the people uh, my, who you are and what you do. My name is Magic King. I entertain and empower through the sounds of music. Um, when I say they sleep, I love when people say we grind, man. That's the call and response. Um, I'm an MC, part of MC and writer, part of reflective music. Um, Man, so many, so many things that I can name, but as far as me right here, I entertain in the power through the sounds of music. That is what I do in all different forms and ways I can. Yes, I love it. I love when I get MCs, right? Because MCs be having all the energy. Like, you know, y'all be, too. y'all be lit. I love it. I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Man, got to, got to. So how did you, how did you get into the whole writing and rapping aspect of your musical like talent? Man, so honestly speaking, I got into music by watching my uncle. I think I hold my uncle like the highest pedestal of MC because when I first started falling in love with what it was and what it was doing, he was just walking, going around different cyphers. He was always freestyling with people. Like he had his own studio. As a artist who was a, as a as a black male artist who wasn't in the streets like that, he just embodied the type of artist that I felt was doing what I wanted to do when it came to this rap shit. So watching him, listening to him, picking up on his wordplay, his metaphors, picking up on how he put things together. I just started doing it as well. He started having me jump into the freestyles and jump into the cyphers. I was young as shit, felt like I was always shitty. I felt like I was always doing bad, but they was always like, nah, bro, you actually, you pretty decent. Like you should think about this, like, and not even thinking about it as like a career, but you think about it as in, you know, take this seriously in whatever form you want to. Cause yeah, so that's, that's really how it started. And then just learning, learning and listening. I'm a lover of music. I listen to all different types of music. So when it comes to the writing, it's just a matter of writing what you hear, whether that be a song, whether that be a poem or whatever the case at that time, just writing what you hear, writing what you feel. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna even front. Like, I feel like, like singing is one thing, right? Either you got it or you don't. But like with rapping, with rapping, that's a whole nother situation for me. I can't think that fast. Like, you want me to rhyme this word with that word with this cadence? I, I can't think that fast. I just can't. It's, it's not in me. It's not. <laughs> I wasn't blessed with that talent. It just, it just, it just didn't work. Like, me and my friends, we, you know, we, we be drinking and we be kicking it or whatever. It's always one of us that's going to fake freestyle. The shit don't never make be. no sense. <laughs> It don't make no sense. I got one homegirl. Dude, you can't tell her she's not a fucking rapper. She knows she got bars. <laughs> on, girl. She's, like, she's not a rapper. It's not her job. We need to go ahead and add her to reflect and put her on a ghostwriting tip. <laughs> right, a ghostwriting tip because low key. <laughs> it is what it is. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so like, so you've been doing this since you were a kid. Yeah. Like just a straight. Yeah. That's what's since, up. Since a young and young. I remember. I remember really writing my first 
song, it was for my mom's birthday. And I had to be either 10 or 11. Mm -hmm. I remember being in the studio with my uncle, the uncle that I was talking about. He was like, yeah, man, we should do something for your, do something for your mom. And I was like, all right. That was the first time I really wrote a song. And I don't know if everybody said that they liked it just because I was a kid at the time and it was my mom's <laughs> birthday, you know, that little emotional shit. But everybody was like, damn, this was really fucking good. So, you know, just that validation from the family and shit, man. Yeah. One thing, just to speak on what you said too, uh, I think one thing about rap is that you can practice it. Like obviously with singing, you either got it or you don't got it with the mm -hmm. vocals and things like that. But with rap, it's like, even if, even if you not good, the craft, if you actually really put in the hours to practice it and really like figure out your voice and figure out what you like to hear and how to flip it and et cetera, et cetera. Like you really can like evolve and make that. So tell your friend if she want to come learn something. <laughs> so you might have to start a, a reflective rappers class or something. Y'all got to do something. Cause let me tell you something back in my college days and my dorm. Okay. So like a lot of people do not know this about Cubana kids. But back in my college days, I was a vocal performance major. Oh. And um, I switched my major. I was going to be a vocal coach. You couldn't tell me I was going to be a vocal coach. That's what I was going to do. Da, da, da. But my roommate, um, my roommate, shout out to Clark Kent. But my roommate, she had like a whole studio set up. So we had lifted the loft beds up so we could put the Got studio it. underneath it. We had padded the walls and everything. And um, we did all of that and like we recorded a song. And they said, yeah, yeah, we want you to sing. And I was like, I want to rap. And they was like, what? <laughs> Flipping plot twist. <laughs> right, plot twist. <laughs> and so I'm going to find that. I'm going to have to leak that for my listeners. I'm going to mm. find my little clip of it and release that shit. Because... Don't have my episode. Don't have my episode. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> so hey. your love for music was definitely cultivated as a like as a youngin, right? And I think that just, that speaks volumes. Um, I had talked to Trina actually um, on a different, on her interview. And we talked about that, like how... Our generation, we, I feel like we were like among, among the last Mohicans to receive like arts in, in schools. We had music class and we had stuff. Yeah. Like when you see these younger MCs coming up, like how does that make you feel? You're like, yeah, this this not what we used to do. Like this is the mumble rap crew and the, we don't really know what the hell they saying. I feel like, so I see it on two different, I see it on two different spectrums. Mm -hmm. On one side, I feel like speaking mainstream wise i used to hate it i used to be i what they used to call the old head rap theory i used to have that mentality i really used to be like man y'all ain't saying shit. i don't fuck with this shit. i really don't understand why they keep making y'all famous like, <laughs> it's the same conversation it's a wave of people that people feel are whack but are the most famous or the most successful or whatever and then you have the generation of them saying, well, you just don't understand. Mm -hmm. And so now I work in a high school, so I hear my youngest trying to rap all the time. Like they're always trying to rap like somebody. It's very mm -hmm. rare to somebody that's like, yeah, this is me, this is my style. It's always like, man, you heard that Pop Smoke song? Yeah, this is what I did to this. Or this is what's on this YouTube, and et cetera. And so be because of that, because I know them and I see their lives, and I'm teaching them, and so I know where their level of learning is. Mm -hmm. 
it's hard to be upset with somebody speaking their mind at the yeah. end of the day. You, that's something that I had to recognize. Like at the end of the day, he's rapping either what he knows or what he's learned. The, the, that's just a reflection of the way that he processes things. Yeah. And like you were saying, we are the last of it. We saw it in its rarest form. We saw originals originating things. Mm -hmm. Now we're hearing samples of samples, <laughs> like people of are samples. music. <laughs> we're hearing them being sampled and people thinking that that's the original and just, like I you seen a post the other day, song. they was mad at Timbaland. Like, oh yeah, Timbaland, not a genius. He sampled this. And it's like, y'all know what that, like how that works and what was happening and that was not happening then. And Do you know how that works? But so my son is, my son is 10. Um, he's a boy, right? And he is his mother's child. Honestly, he beating on the table. He making random beats. He get okay. it from both. He get it from both sides, both me and his dad. He's, he's music inclined, musically inclined. And it's actually kind of scary because of how young he is. I'd be like, what? What's going on here? He be beating on the table and stuff, but I never forget we were in the car and that damn song came out. Um, walk in the party and you know what's up, that song came out. Okay. So then a, a few songs, I changed the station, right? The song went off, I changed the station. But then Nuck If You Buck came on. Doom, doom. He's like, they they yep. took this. I said, uh-uh, hold on. So what you ain't gonna do? <laughs> what you not gonna do? <laughs> That'd be just like that. Be just like so he was like, what you mean? So now I got to let the song play. I typically probably would have changed the channel or something like that. I let mm. the song play. So you're not going to make it seem like your generation came up with this. <laughs> Y'all didn't. Right. Like they sampled right. it. And, and they sampled it. And it just is what it is. And I was like, so you're going to have to like, you have to understand. I think it is very difficult though to understand the generation underneath us. Like mm. our kids. Because... They, they're in this weird space where they don't have what we had. And it just is what yeah. it is. Like like you said, you know, we were the last of to get a lot of things and to see the originals or even hear the originals. Like now it's like, it's up to us to make sure they understand who Tupac is and who Biggie is. It's a different the value now for The value for those people are, is so much different. Mm -hmm. it's, just, it's so much different. Who they hold as their goats and their reasonings for is just completely different. Even just touching back on the sampling part, it's like, man, we, like our generation and like right before, like maybe like literally right before that 10, 15 year time frame, we watched sampling become sampling. Like, yeah. First heard them like, oh shit. It was different than the DJ scratching it and mixing it into something. It was a whole nother element. So. Biggie, like Diddy and Biggie like made it low key kind of infamous, right? Because it's like this nigga just rap on juicy, like hold on, like wait. <laughs> so absolutely, all right. So we we had the pandemic happen and everything that was going on, and I don't kind of definitely put a a damper on things that we had planned for reflective. But how did that change our thought process on what you wanted to do moving forward with your music? Um, it it changed a lot because I'm the type of person that I'll write a project and I'll let it sit and I'll perform it for a year and a half before I ever release it. Okay. So one of my one of my really big songs that I perform all the time is Restless. Okay. Restless isn't out anywhere. It's only I'm sorry, it's, it, it just recently uh maybe a couple of years ago had a music I did a music video with it. 
And outside of the music video, I was I've been performing that for years and it's not out nowhere. And so COVID just switched up my whole approach to how I feel like I need to give my music to the world. This project, Wabi Sabi, that I just released this year, I'm sorry, this 2021, last year. <laughs> we still in that? You still writing the zero and then scratching it out with the one? Yeah, that's yeah, what you yeah. are. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's, this is the first time that I've actually rolled out an album. Okay. Usually I'm performing my favorite tracks off of it or tracks that I feel like is going to be received very well. And people are like, where can I find it? Where can I find it? Where can I find it? So then I'm able to just drop things and boom, we don't have to do this whole promo because I hate, I hate social media from the bottom of my heart. I hate it so much, so much. It's it. changed how, so we're going we're gonna to take it back a little bit, like history lesson. It's okay. changed how we have handled artists in general, right? Because it used to be, in order for an artist to be heard or something, somebody had to talk to somebody who talked to somebody who talked to somebody else, and then that person had to send an A&R out to come and see you, right? So it, it was different in that aspect. And now it's like, okay, so they used to sign you on potential, but now it's like, we can't sign on potential because you ain't got 100K followers. You ain't got this many followers. So it's definitely changed how we view artists, but it also has helped independent artists be more independent. Yes, there's there's this huge bittersweet emotion yeah. for it. Um, but man, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> uh, but this is the first time that I, I'm actually rolling out a project where I'm, I have these photo shoots and these things lined up to give promo, to post, to things like that, so that I could drive the streams and the listens and the views up. When normally it's like. Hey man, we should do a show. Cool. Book a venue, sell the tickets, do a show. Damn, we're gonna mix a couple of old songs. They love it. Mix a couple of new songs. Now they wanna know where to get that shit. And then boom, we just drop it. So yeah, it it, it definitely changed a lot um, for a lot of my formatting for me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have to get out that box, Magic. You're gonna have to go ahead and be more social media active, okay? <laughs> So the project you dropped last year, even though last year was only a few weeks ago, what was the inspiration right, right. behind it? Um, nothing lasts, nothing's finished, and nothing's perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, I was writing. It had already been a minute before since I've dropped something, so I was already planning to drop something, but. I wanted to offer a more versatile project. I feel like on this project, I wanted to touch on a little bit of everything. And in doing so, I knew it wasn't gonna sound like one complete sound as much as I'm used to, as much as I like. And so there we have nothing's perfect. It's only eight tracks, so it's an EP instead of a full project like I wanted to do. But that's also because it's a slingshot. This is my pregame for What's Next. Oh, I and like so, how it sounds. Yeah, this is, this is my pregame for What's Next. And that, in the matter, is my nothing last. 
So this is a project you're gonna hear through. You like, damn, G, like he should have kept going. It's like, hey man, nothing less. I'm kind of playing with my own, uh, my own versions. And because this is the pregame, you hear the full thing. You like, damn, is this it? And then I got something coming out very soon um, that I'm planning to hit the world with. And so there goes your nothing's finished. Like, there's something that's always in the works, and that's what wabi sabi means. And so, okay. Name of the project is called Wabi Sabi, and that stands for nothing, nothing lasts, nothing's finished, nothing's perfect. He's so, so out the box. He's so like over there with it, and I, I actually love it. It makes it easy to distinguish you between <laughs> between all of the artists. It's like okay, well, I mean, there, there's magic, and then there's the rest of y'all. But it's like <laughs> that's, it. that's all. That's all we want. All we that's want. It. All we that's want. it. So let's go. Okay, so let's talk about talk about it in general. Like, so you had to release this EP because you know COVID kind of fucks shit up, and it just it just is what it is. But in releasing it, and I know you're saying like, you know, I just don't be releasing stuff like that. Like, so how indifferent were you? Like, how were you nervous to release this because that wasn't your normal pattern? Um, nah. If anything, I'd say. I just, I, if anything, I said, I just didn't want to. Like in Drake could vouch, Dre was like, man, we need a, we need a fourth quarter project. And I was like, yeah, that's cool and all. <laughs> I was like, shit, what if, what if we just don't? Like, what if we just don't drop this motherfucker? At least let's wait. But I was thinking about waiting another year almost. Damn. I really wanted to, so two of the songs are singles that I released prior. Okay. Lady and Tramp featuring Michelle was my first song to make it on a regular rotation on the radio. It made it to Vocolo. And so after I heard that, I was like, oh shit, like that's that's dope. Now I'm adding time. We don't have to release this just yet. They're they're gonna be wondering who this artist is, where can we find just glimpses and things like that. We're gonna send them to some other singles. I dropped another single. And that's one that I perform all the time. People know all the words before it was released. This was another one that I have been doing for years before it's released. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm just like, man, look, if we could just make it through this COVID shit <laughs> back on stage, and we might not even have to release this just yet. So my definition of success as an artist is just being able to survive off of my music. And so the reason why I wait so long to release things is because I want the longevity of, I want to be able to add on, I call it adding on years. Mm -hmm. I'm adding years to a song if people know the words and it's not out. That means whenever I do release it, if I perform for two or three years with the track, let me go back a bit. I write a track, I really feel good about it. I'm like, man, I could probably perform this a good a good touring session is like through the summer two times i feel like with the second year being a slingshot to the next song that gives me two years out of this song that nobody else has heard i just know for a fact that i have two years on it. i got you then i'm thinking if i don't release it after that two years and i just stretch it and see how long i can go whenever i do release it that's another two years so i have Four years of one song that nobody has ever heard before. So let's say we get to the point of success. 
let's say I'm at the point where now my shows are making enough money to pay the lifestyle. I then now have years of music that I've been performing. They know the words. Um, about to be 30. If I have, let's say, five years worth of performing music, that gives me till I'm 35. And then I release the music that I've been performing that's not out yet. And I tack on another five years because now I'm performing and they can go home and listen to it on top of it. Mm -hmm. I've stretched my whole 30 to 40 and I'm not trying to rap forever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but then you've also tapped into a, a new market, right? You've tapped into a different situation because like, okay, yeah, you got those uh, those people, those underground, those underground fans is what I like to call them. Because like mm -hmm. me, I'm not the best underground person. I am a mainstream person. If somebody don't put me on to a song, I don't know about it. It's just... It's just that's what it is. But when you do this, this when you use this uh, formula that you created, right? What you've done is like, okay, you got your underground artists, but then when I release this, I got my mainstream people too that's looking for these other artists. So you've tapped into two different markets that I don't think most people even know to to use this form. Like to me, that just sounds smart. But okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I try. But I'm glad Dre made your ass drop a goddamn. Project like, in, in quarter four. Cause what the hell? What you was gonna go the whole twenty twenty without nothing? I mean, you know. I mean, you know. You know what? I don't know. <laughs> the fuck? Next, 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 next question, please. <laughs> <laughs> Not next question, please. Actually, ma'am, I'm gonna need you to keep moving. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED talk, and I'm done. Fuck. Right. <laughs> Mm. But nah, it's uh yeah. So we we released, we we dropped it, we dropped it, and it's been it's been received well. I've, Did I'm you expect pleased. something less? Nah, it's not that. I when I say when I say it's been received very well, I'm more so mean from the standpoint of I was off of, I was off of Instagram all of 2020 mm -hmm. until I dropped the project, so I was not expecting that fan base to still be there because when i say it wasn't like i was up there and didn't post like i deleted my instagram so you couldn't type me or find me or anything like that and so i barely was on facebook i just felt like i was going to lose a good margin of numbers mm -hmm. so to see the numbers i was like damn this this ain't okay this ain't what you thought yeah, yeah. they, they rocking with you match I guess so, man. I got I got nothing but love for him. I appreciate every listener. I want to go check the stream. Spotify artists, Spotify for artists shows you uh, who's listening right now. And I went to mm -hmm. check the streams the other day, and it was two people listening at the same time. I was like, oh shit! You was like, I'm on, bitch. Actually, I quit my job. You know <laughs> He's saying? like, fuck this shit. We, we done. My mom made it. <laughs> my mom made it. I want to thank all the little people who had to step on to get here. Man, Fuck you, man. What's going on, saying? Actually, I want to thank myself. Like <laughs> chance at the awards. Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. I love it. Now, the Chicago underground scene is completely different than I think than like the New York underground scene, the Miami underground scene. Like our underground scene is different. What do you think makes us different from these other, you know, bigger cities? We all sound different. Yeah. Let me say something. You ain't must, you ain't told a lie. You ain't told a <laughs> whole lie. Because when you can have chance and Chief Keith and Lil Dirt all come out the same city and all got different damn sounds, 
you can't tell me this city ain't dope. Like, yeah, I, I think that's the biggest thing. And not to say that other people in other cities sound alike, but to say, but I'm gonna say eight times out of ten, you know a New York nigga rapping. You know, you know what you know what Cali swag song. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like for the most part, I'm gonna say that. And I feel like in Chicago, it's not like that. I feel like in Chicago, like this nigga, what the fuck? <laughs> it just be shocking. Like I don't know. I'm always shocked at the different flows and the different types of artistry because. Man, even if you're just speaking reflective alone, two don't he don't rap or sound nothing like talented, like no, at all, at all. And at all. it's like, and neither one of them rap sound like, like you. you know I was gonna I mean? say, but so, it even goes down to the, just the singers. You know, yeah. like Trina don't sound like Ty, who don't sound like you know any like Actually, it's, it's it's just right. They all have their own sound, but they're yeah. all from here, and yeah. and you know and. And I think that might be just be a Midwest thing. Because Kari don't sound like them either. That's true. She had her own sound. And that's definitely a good way to think about it. Like, you can listen to a New York sound. You know that's a New York sound. You know it's a New York song. You can listen to an L.A. song. My best friend from L.A. I'm like, this song came out with this new artist. He definitely from L.A. How you know, bitch? You can tell. First of all, look how he dressed. <laughs> that nigga dressed like an L.A. nigga. Like, it just, it just is what it is. It's just... It, it ain't nothing right. wrong with it. It's just that's what it. That's, that's just what it is. That's just what it is. Um, I, I I feel I felt that in my chakra. Like we just different. You know, yeah. Chicago got their own slang, their own style, they own everything. Like I never forget back in the day we was calling everybody Joe. Right. I was dating this nigga. He was a who is Joe? He wasn't from here. Nigga, we man, from Chicago. So, everybody so Joe. Naturally, like, yeah, man. <laughs> And then you get outside of places and it be so natural that you be like, what, nigga? Like, yeah. <laughs> what you mean? Or when I tell people where What's I'm from, issue? cause I'm like, you know, I'm I'm a Chicago girl through and through. I don't, I can't even cheer for other sports teams, even though right now, Kansas City, I got you. But <laughs> I can't even I cheer for that. other sports teams. So when people meet me out, like I've been to Miami and I've been to LA and I've been to New York. And when they meet us, they just kind of be like, where y'all from? Uh, we, we all from because y'all not from here. We know you're not from here. And like, right? You know, you from Chicago. I always take yours. Like all that. Yeah. Like, damn, don't don't do me like that. <laughs> but that's real. It just is what it is. We are our own. We stand alone. We don't. We don't want to be like everybody else. We want to be ourselves. Yeah. It's what it is. That's dope though. So you know, I gotta ask you. You know, I gotta ask you. Top five MCs, dead or alive. Mm. Let me hear. Top five MCs dead or alive. You gonna make me do this right here like this? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be. Can I be? Uh, Every MC should just know this shit off the top, like boom, 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 boom. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you about how I about how I personally feel. Mm -hmm. right. Um, I say. Magic, talented, two, Tony Famous, Saba. All underground artists. Them, them be my top five right now. 
Okay. I feel like them okay. niggas. I feel like them niggas could fuck with anybody lyrically. I feel like they could fuck with anybody. I feel like really, really tapped in. Any feature, any main track, they not getting, we not getting washed on no song. People Period. gonna be like, who is this nigga on this track every time? Any one of them people touch a record, I feel like. Uh, and that's why I feel like they my top five. Listen, if you ain't fucking with Magic, you sleep because <laughs> them didn't name not one mainstream artist. Do you feel me? Like, what are you saying? I love it. I love it. I'm a Aye. fan. I'm a huge fan of rap. I'm a huge fan of people that do great work. I think people have done great work, but I've watched these niggas put things together that has been incredible. So. Yo, I fucks with it. So, you definitely gotta give us 16. You gotta give us what? a hot 16. Oh, you want a hot 16? I, I want know. a hot 16. I ain't got no beats, no name. Do you? Fuck you. Oh, man. We. I want a topic. Give me a topic. What should I? What should I? Let's about? talk about. You know what? Because I just watched this movie and it kind of touched my soul. Okay. So I'm going to give you the topic salt and pepper. Salt and pepper? Salt all, and what is this pepper. movie about? Salt and pepper was about salt and pepper, the rap group. It's oh, really? Pepper. Yeah, it's on oh, my I didn't time. even know. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> let me think, let me think. Let me die. But it don't have to be about them specifically. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a rap Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We came to take over. Like it or not, the grinding don't stop until I'm retiring my pops and my mom's on the yacht. Then I'm working on the city that I'm from, West King's hung, spitting ill verses since we was young. Stay with cash, but never flash, harder than the rest of them, yup. Now that's how it's done. I remember when I was younger, motivated by my hunger and drive, the straight surprise, any nigga on the rise. Mostly watching for wolves in the sheepskin disguising, just in case they plotting off the deep end, I dive. While you sleep in, I ride. Up that ladder, I climb, getting better every line, chasing cheddar till it's mine. You say money can't buy what? Nigga, stop lying. Let's try it. I play the game every week. Nigga, I don't buy it. How you gonna try and hustle a hustler? I've been all about my business since David Ruffin was roughing the female sister to turn to learn to swing well. Man, you better pay attention to details. You don't know the wars or the battles I've been dealing with. You just think I'm babbling because you don't comprehend this shit. Comprehensions of my composition will have a nigga have a just so happen I make you wanna listen, run it this and hey, well I guess it's just the way it go. And if you step in me down the flow, I think that you should know. I ain't saying I turn atheist believers, but I'm known to spit bars that's colder than Keisha. Yeah. Period. Who is Keisha? Keisha Cole. Oh. <laughs> She might got some good bars, but he's been hotter than her. Period. <laughs> you thought it was a little fake this real quick. I ain't know what the fuck is Keisha. I'm gonna go look Keisha up. I ain't know who's talking about Darcy and Keisha from you know what about fucking belly. <laughs> I ain't know who the fuck we talking about. Who is Keisha? <laughs> Hilarious. Yo, so if people want to cop, why, why? You gotta help me because you know I can't pronounce the shit. Wabi Sabi. Wabi Sabi. I'm gonna go in the chat so you can see how to, how to spell it. They can find it 
on all of the streaming platforms. Yes. Every last single one of them. And on top of that, what they can also do is go to my website, magicking.com. www.magixking.com. It's a one-stop shop, man. You find music, you find videos, old shit, new shit. You see clips of me and the band going crazy. Find out why I love being on stage so much. Get in tune. Make sure you subscribe, too. Make sure you subscribe. I, I send out three pre-releases. So you'll be always be able to hear it first if you subscribe. So if you're trying to be in the in crowd with in the in crowd with magic, you already know what you gotta do. Go to the website, it's linked down below. If you listen to this on your favorite podcast streaming site, it's in the description box. And if you listen to YouTube, you already know what to do. Hit that little triangle to the right <laughs> and you're gonna see everything you need. Magic, thank you so much for coming through and kicking it with your girl. Ooh, child, thank you for having me. Yeah! <laughs> Listen, y'all, y'all stay tuned and I'll be right back. After a long, busy, tiring workday, there's nothing more important to me than taking a long, hot bath. Accompanied with my Green Garden Source vegan, handmade, natural skincare and energy care products. One of my favorites, actually, to have in my bath with my bowls. Is my pink coconut bath bomb by Green Garden Source. I just love how it makes my bathroom smell and feel like an island oasis. It makes me really feel like I'm on vacation. I love it. But then when I get out, there is nothing like lathering up with this bomb pineapple shea butter. You want to feel like you're in an island oasis? Go ahead and check out Green Garden Source on Instagram or on Facebook. You can also get their products at Etsy.com. Just search Green Garden Source. Make sure you tell them Cubana sent you. What's good, y'all, and welcome back. Shout out to Magix for coming through, telling us about everything that he got coming up, how his marketing plan is operating, okay? Make sure y'all check him out. But y'all already know what time it is. It's definitely time to get them hot topics up and crack. Listen, it's a whole bunch going on right now. Like a bunch going on. So the first thing I do want to talk about that everybody is talking about right now is this Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Why we still call her Meghan Markle? Why we don't? Anyway, that's, is that still her last name? I don't know. But anyway, Let's just get into it, right? So we all know that they got married and then they left the um, royal palace to go to Canada. And then after leaving in Canada, they bought a house in L.A. recently and all this other stuff, right? And now it's like, why did they leave? Why did they step down? Well, in this exclusive interview that she did with Oprah, her and um, Prince Harry did with Oprah, they revealed a lot. And I think what, where, why this is such big news is because it's not that she revealed what we didn't already know, but she revealed what we already knew and it's confirmed, right? So it's like, damn, they racist, but like, did we really expect them not to be racist? really know but I do know that I am glad that her husband stood by her 
got her out of that toxic situation and cared about her mental stability and so i do think that's what's up i do want to play this quick clip of the interview um where she kind of went into some details of the racist shit that they said to her check this out so we have in tandem the conversation of he won't be given security he's not going to be given a title and also concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. What? And who, who is having that conversation? There is a conversation, hold up, hold up. There's Stop several, right now. there are several conversations. There's a conversation it. with you. With Harry. About how dark your baby is going to be? Potentially, and what that would mean or look like. Ooh. Well, child, listen, I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you this much. I am a true mama bear when it comes to my son. Play with somebody else's kids. Don't play with mine, okay? Because I'll be ready to kill you over that one. So I could only imagine how heated and hot they were um, as a married couple just trying to just bring the damn baby into the world let alone you worried about what the fucking skin tone gonna be can i just get a safe and healthy delivery can i get that listen child child minute i can't never say this right so y'all can laugh at me if y'all want to minneapolis minneapolis them people in minnesota you know where prince them from um they have reached a historical settlement with George Floyd's family um unless she were sleeping under the rock George George Floyd's death um last year caused riots of um of 1990s LA capacity riots and they reached a 27 million dollar settlement and though the money <laughs> the money doesn't bring him back the money doesn't doesn't come it doesn't take away the fact that you murdered this man it doesn't take away the fact that you kneeled on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds it doesn't change the fact that there were people out there telling you he needed cpr it doesn't change any of that but it can change the family's lives in a sense of we don't know what they were going through financially or anything like that 27 million dollars is a lot to up and move but it, it will never bring him back and so i still pray for that family every night and i pray that they get some type of closure especially with the recent trials coming up um they did just recently reintroduce um third degree manslaughter or third degree murder to the charges against the officer who was kneeling on his neck um so i pray that they get that justice because i think that's the justice that most families want the money cool but you took somebody from me and you need to pay for that and not pay as in funds but pay with your life that you took um so yeah so you know praying for them praying for them chloe bailey baby she been breaking the internet uh, why is she so fine and then she's so talented and then it's just like she just like black girl magic and i love it okay i love it now look she recently did a um cover of young blues 
your minds still and I don't know if y'all know this, but be one of my pet peeves is people that put an S on the end of mine. You could have just said your your mind still, but he had to say mine. Anyway, your minds still, and baby, when I tell you she killed, listen to this real quick. Oh, they say time you so quick blowing up my phone, cause you're not mine still. We will never be again. You're in denial. Honey! How dare you give us all of this? I love her. Can we be friends? I want to be friends with Chloe Bailey. I want to be friends with her. Anyway, Young Blue responded like, yo, we got to do a song now. We got to do a song now. You just killed... My, you just killed the cover of my song. We got to do a song. So I really hope that that happens because that would be dope, right? Don't y'all think? What kind of song y'all think they should do? Mmm. That'd be dope because she got that vibrato, baby. She can sign. Okay. Now, who child? Okay, listen. Fat Joe ass is in the um, news, girl. He talking. Listen, y'all. He in here. He said, Fat Joe said he made a diss track. Um, with with the notorious B.I.G. about Tupac. Um, there is a B.I.G. documentary on Netflix called I Got a Story to Tell. Um, within that, Fajola is saying that there's some stories that they left out. And one of the stories is the fact that he made this diss track with, with B.I.G. about Tupac. And as you know, they were feuding. Um... He says, I'm going to keep it real. At the time, we were dissing Tupac a lot and all that. And so that should have never seen the light of, of day, which res which is respectively so because, you know, they both passed on. Okay, so he was on an Instagram live with Swiss Beats and Timberland. And uh, this is when he revealed that he recorded five diss tracks about Tupac um, with B.I.G., and you know he just stated that he that he was happy that those records never came out. And so, if you happy they ain't come out, why you why you bring it up, Joe? Why you bring it up, Joe? But anyway, you know, Fat Joe is my friend on Twitter. He responded to one of my tweets, so I'm just gonna ask him like. Why you bring it up? I mean, I get it. It's definitely like, oh, damn, Fat Joe had a diss track about Pac. But it's just like, you know, your your beef. You ain't really had no beef with Pac. You just was riding with, with Big. So it's just like, hey, I guess. Woo child. Stacey Dash ass is still talking. And, you know, people kind of like, oh, we should forgive her. She's apologizing. So let me tell you what it is real quick. Stacey Dash is reportedly apologizing about her recent um, and and past, or rather her past comments um, about Trump and about black people and about people in general as a Trump supporter. Um, so she had an interview with Daily Mail TV and she claimed that the right-wing focus outlet cast her as, a, as the angry black woman. Um, she says that there are things that I am sorry for Things that I did say that I should not have said um, and the way that I said them. 
So she said, I realized in 2016 that anger is unsustainable and it will destroy you. I made a lot of mistakes because of that. Um, she went on to say, there are things that I am sorry for. Things that I did say that I should have not said them the way I said them. The way they were very arrogant and prideful and angry. And that's who Stacy was. But that's not who Stacy is now. Stacy's someone who is compassionate and has empathy. Bitch, wait. Listen. I'm all with the whole, like, I've grown and I understand the error of my ways. But it's like, for me, with these, these black people who were supporting Trump, and it's, it's, don't, who I'm stuttering. Don't get me wrong, child. You can support whomever you want. And I think that it would be more um, accepted if the people that supported him strictly stated that they supported him based off of his his views or the policies that he wanted to, to put into place or the things that he did for America while he was in office or the things that he promised to do for America while he was in office. Right? Like, oh, you know, had he not just said, I'm going to build a wall against uh, at the Mexico border, but instead said, I'm going to try to make it where, you know, we have some, you know, we, we crack down on immigration because Mexicans ain't the only ones coming over here illegally they just ain't so so that's like that's the thing and and he was very racist and he he was very blatant with his racism and you know some people are like oh y'all y'all have y'all got Joe in office now y'all racist and go back undercover it's not that but the fact that you have the audacity to think that you're going to speak to me in a certain tone <laughs> baby <laughs> this ain't what you want this ain't never what you want. And so I think that's the issue. You can very much so support him. But what you didn't have to do was negate who you were. And that what you were and what you are, Stacy, is a black woman. And yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe you have an identity crisis. But you definitely still are a black woman. And that's what the issue is. But I fucking digress. Okay. We're going to go ahead and move along. <laughs> now y'all know y'all know I've been I've been reporting on this whole Kanye and and Kim and the divorce but now it's being reported y'all that Kanye changed his phone number he said who number who this new number who this he said bitch if it ain't about my kids if it ain't about my kids don't call me so I had read that pretty much, you know, the judge let her keep the house, even though Kanye paid for the house, but Kim owned the land. Let me tell you something what they don't tell you. You want to own the land that your house is on. You want to own the land that your house is on, okay? If you don't do shit else, own the land, child. Own the land. So she owned the land. Kanye owned the house and the judge agreed with Kim that the kids should be able to stay in that house on that land. And so he granted her the house um, in their divorce thus far. So from my understanding and what I've been doing my little research on them is that when he come and see the kids, it's been agreed that she got to leave the house. So he see the kids and he kick it and he spend whatever time he want to spend with them and then she come back home and he leave. So like that's how they go. Like they have no communication. Y'all, how you co-parent without communication?
they rich so maybe just maybe co-parenting without talking can work because they got like nannies and shit so they really don't have to talk huh all right y'all them stimmies is coming and they coming this week some people already got theirs this past weekend but them stimmies they coming okay so Listen, Sleepy Joe did exactly what he said. Actually, Twitter has deemed him Moneybag Joe. So, Moneybag Joe did exactly what he said he was going to do, which was pass another COVID bill. He passed a $1.9 trillion bill. He got the House and the Senate to agree upon this bill. Um, what this means, this means that you get $1,400 if you make under seventy-five thousand dollars a year as your adjusted income your agi your adjusted gross income okay so that's after you file your taxes what was your agi that determines whether or not you are eligible for the fourteen hundred dollars now you not only get the fourteen hundred dollars but if you got kids uh, <coughs> you have fourteen hundred dollars for them so you get fourteen hundred dollars for you and fourteen hundred dollars for every little nephew child you got running around your house so for a family of Four, you can get up to like $5,600. Not to mention, them taxes gonna hit. So you got your taxes and your STEMI. <laughs> Bitch. Bitch. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's Christmas in March for some people. Look. What I don't understand though is the recent oh my stimmy just hit statuses on Facebook. I do think that's just kind of weird, but you know what? I'm supposed to show both. If if that's how you operate, that's how you operate. I I ain't gonna tell nobody what if my money hit, but I mean that's cool. If that's what you'd like to do, that's cool. Look, y'all. Thank y'all for always tuning in with my shenanigans. Okay, but that's all I got for hot topics today. If you like this podcast, make sure you rate it, okay, baby? Because when you rate this podcast, it gets my podcast noticed by the right people, okay? Period. If you have a small business and you want to be on my show, make sure you hit your girl up, okay? You can hit me in the comments. You can go to my IG, slide up on in my DM, and we can make it happen, all right? Um, if you like this um podcast and you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit a like subscribe and don't forget to hit that notification bell honey so you don't miss what i got going on and if you're feeling this episode make sure you share it follow your girl at cubana kiss i'm on everything ig facebook instagram clubhouse okay i'm there and i'm waiting on you honey so make sure you do that until then y'all ttyl mwah